The MomCast is brought to you by the YMCA of Central Ohio, Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery, and Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems. Mom! Mama! Mommy! It's the MomCast with your hosts, Mindy Dreher, Michaela Hunt, and Stacy McKay. Mom, I need you! Hey everybody, welcome back to MomCast. Another week, another episode, and I guess... Girls, I could say we kind of have a recipe for this show today, and a little bit of everything is thrown in. <laughs> it really is. That's the good thing about yeah. it. We can talk about everything and anything. Everything in the kitchen sink, and literally we're going to go into the kitchen today. And, oh, Stacy, this is your favorite male action star? Oh, big time. Ooh. Are you kidding? Oh, I love <laughs> Robert Denny Jr. Well, he's mine now, too, because of something that he did last week. And the big screen is also going to come to life. Little Mermaid, we're going to show you where it's coming on stage. You get to be a part of that this week. And how much is too much to know when it comes to what your kids are doing when they're on the go with their phones? You don't have to ask me that. I, I know. I'm getting these looks, and I and I know <laughs> that. Oh, I was waiting for her. Because <laughs> I, I know, you know she'll be I at stand. one end, I'll be in the middle, and you'll be on the other. And we're that's just, where we are with everything. When us is. ladies, when we talk, that is exactly how we are. Well, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. There's these apps that basically track your kids as they're driving and on the go, and we take a closer look at those this week as well. You know, the neat thing about this podcast that we do, it's one thing to hear us talk about stuff, but I had a woman approach me, loves you know, listening to MomCast, and she had a question for us. This is Sarah Streitenberger from Gahanna, Ohio. I know you talk about all types of different things, but at what age is it appropriate to start teaching our children how to prepare a family meal? It is very busy with the children, especially with their practices and their schedules around dinner time. So what is a good age to get them to help out. Well, Sarah, that is a great question. And I say, it sounds like you're really, really busy. I say like one or two. (laughs) Okay, no. One or two years old. But I will say this. I think that at a younger age than you think, they can start doing certain things. You know what I mean? To kind of get them in that mindset, you know, oh, could you carry this over to me? Or kind of getting used to, you know, Could you hand me this? I mean, at least involving kids, even when they're little, I know Liv always really liked to do that. Now, she's an only, so, you know, she felt like she was part of what was happening. So it was really easy. And someone had told me, I forget, it may have even been my mom, you know, you can start, you know, teaching them how to put the dishes in the dishwasher when they're fairly little. Oh, man, could your mom come to my house to train? Well, because, you know, at that age, when they're little, you want to help, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't know, what do you you think about actually, like, doing the cooking, cooking? Because that, what is the right age there? Because we know what that involves, the oven, the stove. Right. Well, Cammie's 14, and she has started helping. I haven't even asked her to, but she wants to help, and she's done a really good job, Um, whether it's making cookies or making a dinner. She's actually done a really good job, but I do worry about that, and don't forget to turn the oven off, you know, because you do Uh, worry about that or something left on the stove. I think about that with babysitters. Um, Sarah had told me that she has three boys, and she also told me that her husband doesn't cook at all. Oh, wow. Won't even grill out, so she really would like to have some help in the kitchen. You know, and, and what are the ages? Did she tell you the she ages? She has two high schoolers and an oh, elementary high school. Should yeah. be able to do some stuff. 
For real. Didn't you? I mean, I made things in yeah, high school. Yeah, I did too. Like, you know. It wasn't good, but no, I made them. Made them, ate yeah. it, right? I mm-hmm. mean, some of it was Doritos covered in God knows what. <laughs> I well, say but, as young as, as you can, really. I do. I think that. I would say my mom, I mean, you know, my dad was a minister. So we were always having people over for dinner. So I don't know how to not help. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, my but, mom, I would get in trouble. I say that now to friends. I go into their kitchen. What can I do? Right. Because my mom taught us at an early age to get in there and help. And so I think sometimes we worry about safety. Oh, is it safe? But there are things little ones can do. Christian and Logan enjoy it, especially Christian. And he's four. And I, I guess I just try to keep it really basic. I mean, and they want to get in there and get messy. And that's the thing. <laughs> I'm not really big on getting that messy. See, so. is that why we keep them from doing it? Is it really the safety? Or, or is they're going to make messy? a mess out of the kitchen. Right. That's well, true. That's true. What were we making? It's almost easier if we just break. do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we make a candy. And Logan really wanted me to help make this traditional candy that we make um, that's been passed down from my grandmother and he wanted to get in there and stir but it was melted chocolate and I was worried about the heat and I was worried about the messiness so yeah I, I, I tried and sometimes I get bored too like I feel like I give them something to do and they're like okay we're so done with this we're gonna go play with our toys um, you know sometimes so I don't know if there's a good way to encourage them maybe finding out what they like to do um, I would just looked up eatright.org talks about what you can do with all different kinds of ages and some great ideas for like that three to five set that I was just talking about um, you eatright.org. know eatright.org eatright.org you know asking them to wash the fruits and vegetables how easy yeah, would that see? be right mm-hmm. you can That's stand something in, very quick they um, could do. and to mix ingredients like easy to mix batters and it really goes it looks like through all ages um, and then 10 to 12 year olds so we're talking lives group a boil pasta. Would you feel comfortable with Liz boiling live boiling pasta? I think so. I she's mean, I'm pretty independent. Kind of she's pretty responsible, it, kid. I bet you I, could. You know, I think with supervision, I don't think you know. You throw your kid in there and say, "Here's a blowtorch." You know, <laughs> put a nice little glaze on top of my custard. But you know, I think if you're watching them, I mean, because you look at Master Chef kids, yeah. Have you, I've seen it once, yeah. The, what? Where right. did these kids come from? <laughs> but I think if you're watching them and keeping an eye, I think they can learn how to do some of those things, like boil pasta. And they talk about with adult supervision and including slice or chop vegetables with that age group as well, with adult supervision. See, now that would make me a little nervous, but I also want her to learn safety and how to do it properly. Well, so. a lot of times kids want to help out in the kitchen. They really do. And so I say go for it. Well, moms, we have an expert on the topic, and uh, for the most part, you guys are right on the money. Hannah, uh, who's a manager at Young Chefs Academy, which is a cooking school for young kids, uh, weighs in on the topic. It's good to start them young, because if they're starting young, um, then they're going to be more interested in it. Um, help out around the house more, um, and then it also gives them a lot of information of, you know, even at a young age, what foods are good, trying new foods, because kids are a lot more willing to try something um, new if they make it themselves. What advice would you give to parents to try to uh, help them encourage their kids to get excited about cooking and, and working and helping out in the, in the kitchen? Um, well, definitely, I know, especially for a little bit of older kids right now, there's so many cooking shows right now that are popular, like MasterChef Junior and things like that, which is really strumming up a lot of interest, especially in the older kiddos. Um, but I think also just 
kids want to help and they want to learn just by nature. So I think definitely starting your kiddos young in the kitchen and getting them um, involved with you, um, making you know help have them help make the cookies, have them help chop the salad. Um, it really starts to develop that interest, which really makes them want to. They want to learn. They want to try new things because um, everybody loves to help their mom and dad out in the kitchen, especially when they're little. So Sarah, we hope that helped. <laughs> it sounds like we even struggle ourselves with it, but there's some things we can do. I think you just kind of have to be intuitive about what they can do at what age. And, and I what think it you have like. to be a little patient, too. I would say that. You have to be patient. Just stop cooking for them, Sarah. Then they'll have to cook <laughs> on their own. Yeah. So back on May 17th, we talked to one of our great friends, Christy Johnson, who, if you guys remember, B-Rock. Her son died a couple years ago now. And the weird thing about it is doctors never were able to fully diagnose what he had, so they could never treat it. But he made such an impact here, not just in central Ohio, but really across the entire state and nationwide. And we always say that when you're a good person, good things will continue to happen long after you're gone. So he got into kind of a relationship because he was so warm and friendly and what a wonderful young man he was with Robert Downey Jr. And did you guys watch it all the People's Choice Awards or did you see any highlights from it? I saw the highlight. I saw that highlight, yes. Well, when Robert Downey Jr. went to accept his award for favorite action hero, of course, (laughs) um, he he did a shout-out to B-Rock's family, which is just astounding that he still thought about Brock, B-Rock, and wanted to send some love their way. And your choice for favorite action movie actor is... Robert Downey Jr. I'm very grateful for this, and I'm, uh, I'm glad y'all seem to enjoy watching these big fun movies as much as I enjoy making them. Uh, I'm constantly motivated and inspired by the fans and their families the world over. Tonight I want to dedicate this award to the Johnsons in the great state of Ohio. Rock strong forever. Christy B. Rock's mom said actually that he had texted her before. Oh, wow. And said, just in case I get this award, this is what I'm going to do. Mindy, I think that that just there was a testament to exactly what you said. Good things continue to happen given good people here on this earth long after they're gone. And that shows it right there, the impact that this kid had on a movie star's life and on the country and on our, you know, part of the country. And how important for parents that have lost children to know that people still think of their child. You know, oh my gosh, I mean, yes. You don't want your child to be forgotten. And and what a wonderful gift. That was so nice of him to do. So nice of him, and it meant so much to so many people. If you want to go back and hear more about B-Rock and listen to B-Rock's mom's interview, we have that for you. It was part of our show on May 17th. And that's the greatest thing about a podcast is once these shows are over, they're not just done. But you can go back and listen to any of our shows. And that was obviously one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Struggling to get away from your house to just to get fit and feel better in 2017? You don't have to tell me. It is hard with kids and their schedules to take time out for yourself. So what about this? Take time out for the entire family. The YMCA of Central Ohio has something for everyone. Programs just beyond the pool and gym. Check them out online today, www.ymcacolumbus.org. There's no denying it, ladies, the older we get, the harder and harder it is to take control of our body and even our faces. I mean, they just we get to that certain age and we're like, what happened? Everything starts to droop 
and drag, and it's just not a pretty situation. And when it comes to our faces, so many times we try these creams and lotions to see if they can erase time or take away those wrinkles. And I don't know if you ladies have tried different ones, but for me, they just don't seem to work. But what does work for so many people is going to see a professional. Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery has the magic that you need and you can look years younger and it happens so quickly. Give them a call, 614-459-0060. Dr. James McMahon at Advanced Aesthetic and Laser Surgery. You might have a really good relationship with your kids. And if they're teenagers, you're really lucky if you have that relationship. But, you know, sometimes there are things that are very difficult to bring up in a conversation. Maybe it feels a little awkward with you. Uh, Maybe talking to your kids about drinking or letting your child know how you learn to cope with difficult times. Sometimes these are difficult items to bring up just in every day after they come home from school. But there are professionals. Sequel Pomegranate Health Systems can help. They are an acute hospital and center for psychiatry, and they can talk to your kids when there are serious issues that maybe sometimes as parents we're just throwing up our hands and we don't know how to deal with it. Visit pomegranatehealthsystems.com. Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. While the devoting full time, you floating under the sea. It is always so fun to take our kids, our families, maybe just even our husbands, to the Broadway shows that come to Central Ohio. And we are in such a treat this month because Little Mermaid is here. And guess who we get to speak with right now? The prince. Yes. Ah! Prince Eric is on the line with us, otherwise known <laughs> as Matthew Kasurgis. Hi, Matthew. Hi there. Or do you go by Prince Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. So tell us about the show. How fantastic is it to be part of this? It's really, I mean, it's pretty surreal. I grew up, um, we call the the kind of era, uh, the era in the late 80s, early 90s, when all those, um, you know, Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and all those. Alan Menken cartoons came out. We call that the uh, the Disney Renaissance, and um, so that's what I grew up with. So it's just kind of uh, every every once in a while, I'll just stop myself in the middle of the show and and think about the fact that I'm living inside of this thing that I was obsessed with as a kid, and it's really pretty <laughs> fantastic. I think that's awesome. It really is to be a part of something that really is so iconic. Absolutely. And generationally, now you're bringing it to the next generation. And I'm curious, given that kind of when it comes to the audience, what's kind of the response of seeing it on stage as you take it across the country? It's been amazing. They just, they're they're on their feet the second the curtain comes down at the end. It's the hearing generation after generation of laughter, too, and seeing what they respond to is really uh, kind of a fun game because there's certain things that are definitely put in there for uh put in there for the parents and there's certain things that are put in there for the kids. And it's all just, it, that, that's the great thing about all the Disney movies. And that, yeah, as you well know, I mean, it's, it, everybody has a good time. Um, and that's just, and that's definitely true of our show as well. And so I, you know, yeah, the, the kids, the kids can enjoy it, but you definitely, I would say um, it, we, we don't talk down. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a show that I would call a children's show. It's a show that, you know, if you're three years old or if you're 103 years old, uh, it, there's universal themes you can connect to. The music is beautiful. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's fast-paced. 
um, it, they really did a really good job of, of, I think, making it accessible to anybody who would want to see it. Now, how do you get the ocean mm-hmm. to be the ocean in this? Like, I, usually when you see a Broadway play or a, across Broadway, across America, or anything along those lines, when it's touring, there's an amazing set. And you're kind of blown away by how they can make these monumental things, these massive things come to life on stage. So how do you guys get the ocean to happen? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cool. Uh, step one is lighting, and um, I I mostly do musicals, so I've done I've done quite a few shows where I've gotten to uh, experience some pretty spectacular lighting design. This has to be, I think, some of the best theatrical lighting I've ever seen. Wow. So the lighting plays a really big part of it, and then the way that we simulate the swimming is uh, the the performers that while they're swimming are on on wires and they're flying really okay because yeah. that's cool yeah. oh my that's awesome the movie takes place and, most of it's underwater yeah well, yeah sure yeah it's really really fun to watch those transitions from uh from the scenes that take place on land and then all of a sudden you'll see someone swim in from the top of the stage mm-hmm. so matthew i have to ask you when you get cast as prince eric and you know you're, you're going to take this part on a lot of actors and actresses really study the person who they're going to portray. How many times did you have to watch the movie, Little Mermaid? I will confess, I have not seen the movie since oh, I think no 1995. Way. But see, oh, I, I so wondered funny. about that because maybe you don't want to be the way that right, right. everybody knows because you're your own Prince Eric, right? Well, so yeah, so there's that. I mean, and, and in this case, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he says very much in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he sure looks good as a He's cartoon. just eye candy. Strong, yeah. silent well, sure. type. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody's got their own process when, when they're studying a character. But for me, I, I really want to kind of start with what the playwright gave me. Um, and, you know, it, it, was, it was his job and our director's job to take a look at the film and decide how they were going to interpret it for the stage. So for me... Um, I, I, I think of it as I get all the information I need from, from the script and, and from the director. So I kind of wanted to distance myself a little bit from what had been done before and, and kind of see how, how I could respond to it personally, because that's going to be a lot more um, a lot more honest and sincere coming from me if I'm not trying to imitate something else. Yeah, good mm-hmm. point. And I would have liked to see you as Gilbert Blythe. I saw that on what was sent to us, that you were Gilbert in Anne of Green Gables. Oh, man, that oh, was really goodness. fun. You know, I just, I just keep having all this pressure put on me to, to kind of fulfill these childhood right. fantasies. Right, you know, that's a lot. Well, you must have done okay. <laughs> Gilbert was like my first crush, like after watching that on PBS. So when right. I saw that kind of on your uh, resume, I said, ooh, he must be a good leading man. <laughs> What's been your favorite role out of all the roles you've had? I, I say this as a joke, and I say it sincerely. It's always the one I'm currently doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that, but that really is true in this case. I mean, there's so many things to love about uh, my job, and every once in a while, I just I wake up in the morning and I'm like, really, is this is this my life? This is this is my job. Aw, pretty it's, good. It's good to be Prince. It's good to be it's, Prince it for it's a good day. Good to be the Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one, Stacey McKay. Have you been to the Ohio Theater before? I haven't. I'm very excited. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, and the show will be here, Little Mermaid, January 31st through February 5th. So listeners, if you get a chance to see this show, I'm sure it is just magical. I like to think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talk a lot about tech on this podcast mm-hmm. and kids, so thought it'd be a good idea to talk about this. Great content that we came across, actually, from NBC News. Uh, Jeff Rawson 
with Rawson Reports, and he did a story about all of these latest apps that help you control your kids' usage of their devices. Um, and I, I loved it because, like, the intro was kids leading secret lives on their phones. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, that was the way that you got into it. But it's true. there, And, and we've discussed it a little bit before. It, it's hard to keep track of everything. Mindy, you have passwords, yeah, I know, I have their accounts. I have everything to their accounts. Um, but are you searching for very specific words that they might be searching on their phone? You know, if they're on if they're on Safari, you know, and whatnot. Do you have anything that does specifically that? No. And would you think about having that? No. And still, the thing is, you know, I have their Snapchat Snapchat accounts, but still, they can send stuff and it's gone. You know. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't have that. I don't know what that is. So that was the thing about this Rawson reports that he did all these new apps that are out that do such specific things. And some of them were really pretty remarkable. And I don't know if you all listening, you know, have tried some of these new ones that are out in 2017 or at the end of 2016. One was called the Net Nanny. And I thought that was the one that was most impressive that he talked about. It it blocks certain words Mm -hmm. from them being able to access sites. Oh, I like that. But it also warns you. I love this part. On certain words, like the word suicide. If, you're, if your child is searching suicide within their phone, whether it's on Safari or I believe within an app, it warns you. It, it tells you. you. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, come on. As a parent, we know we want to give our kids some leeway, but phones and technology and all of that is very frightening. So any little thing like that where it would give you a little, hey, you know what, they've been searching this word. And maybe as a parent, you don't think about that necessarily. I liked that too. I think anything we can use to kind of stay connected, because honestly, I don't know that I could stay connected just on my own. I I would try. Liv's on my account. I mean, she can't do anything without, Mm -hmm. I mean, everything she is always, I can see, you know, anything she downloads, it actually comes up on my phone. So she can't do anything. And she kind of, mom, you don't, yeah, no, I'm not giving that up. No. You're not getting your own account right now. You don't need that. But as she gets older, I think I would need some assistance (laughs) from a program. Like that. Technology has made parenting so hard because these are things that our parents never had to deal with. But this is stuff that we do have to deal with. And I think it's a great idea. Well, I really do. And Mindy, there was one thing on, on the story that I thought about you with because you have kids that are getting closer to driving age. Oh, don't right? remind me. And so, That's going to be a whole other podcast. Well, mm. getting with, the temps. With this, there is one of these programs freezes their phone while they're driving. You yeah. can freeze it from your phone I love so that they don't too. text while driving. Um, a friend of mine has a following device on her phone. So just when they're driving to school My or to wherever, they can follow. And it's not to spy, but it's just what if they get an accident or something? They know always where their kid is. And my I love that idea, too. was in an accident, and my sister was able to find her. And she complained about having that, you know, because she's in high school. Yeah. Oh, Why oh, do you mom, need this? Yeah, right. come on. You and need then look to. how it ended. And they were able to find her yep. and help her as soon as something happened. So, you know what, I I think any of those things, I get why, you know, you think, oh, I shouldn't butt in quite as much. But you know what, 
this is a different world. It's a different world. So That's anything right. like that, I yep. say, we have to parent differently. Yeah, yep. I say yeah. use it Me because too. now when she went to college, <laughs> use then it. it was then it was a different conversation. She said, "What dorm?" And it was really <laughs> says, hard. It says was, the mom is going to live in the dorm. It was That's harder. Me. I know it was harder the for my mom. sister to let that go, and she did. She took it off. <laughs> But it was time. harder for her to do that than to say goodbye to her, I think. Right. Because she just oh, felt yeah. like it It was a safety net. Right. And when you they're 18 I mean? and they're going, if that's when they're going, yeah, that, that would be a hard separation if you've been tracking that for a while with them. And here they're in this whole unknown place. So say it again. It was Net Nanny. So Net Nanny is one of them. But he went through several. So what we'll do is we'll put the link to the story up on the MomCast Facebook page. So search Facebook. Um, search MomCast on Facebook, and we'll put it up so you guys can take a look at all of them because, like I said, he went through a few. Wow, a lot of stuff we talked about, and we cannot thank you enough for listening, not just this week, every week to the podcast. Remember, you can go back to listen to any show you want to. And if we could ask an extra favor this week, if you could write a review of MomCast, when you're, wherever you're getting your podcast, like iTunes on iTunes, you know, they'll ask you to write a review. If you could do that, that would help us so much. We would appreciate it and would help us get the word out. So we would love to see it too, your reviews. You know, hopefully they're good. We uh, hope. <laughs> but please and thank you. We appreciate it so much. Have a great week, everybody. See you next time.